0: Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can, can steal my soul. soul thirsty, First, this beautiful morning. I Lord, I am here again this beautiful morning to magnify my Maker. To magnify the creator of the heavens and the earth To give glory to the one who is I am Lord, yes, you said to the children of Israel I am that I am I have come to give glory, honor and adoration to the one who is I am Father, your name is Yahweh to every generation your name is Yahweh from everlasting to everlasting your name is Yahweh and we declare this morning precious Lord be glorified forevermore be magnified forevermore receive all glory receive all honor receive all adoration In the precious name of Jesus, Lord, you are a good God. You are a kind God. Lord, you are a faithful God. Scripture says that you keep your words. You are not a man. You do not lie. You never repent of the words you say. Lord, when you declare a thing, you bring them to pass. So we give you all the praise, Master in the mighty name of jesus lord as we spend this time in your presence this morning to read our bibles we ask lord you let your name be glorified in our lives once more we ask lord that you will bless us with with wisdom and understanding as we seek to apply the scriptures thank you precious lord in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning I am Murphy we continue reading the New Testament gladly yesterday we finished the book of Matthew so we move on to the second book the book of Mark a big thank you to everyone joining in this morning God bless you special thank you to those who are joining us for the first time if today is the first time you've come through, come across this podcast, God bless you. I pray this morning for you that you will continue to know the Lord better and better in the mighty name of Jesus. This devotional seeks to help us understand our Bibles better and makes it easier for us to read and understand the Word of God. Okay, so maybe... You read the Bible before, you didn't understand it, uh, this devotional will help you. Please share this with a friend, share this with a loved one, with a family member, and they will bless you for it. Now, the book of Mark. Now, why Matthew was writing, his um, writing was more to a Jewish audience. Uh, you see it in Matthew's style of writing. When you read through the book of Mark, Mark, being the first gospel that was written, uh, Mark's intention was to convince uh, a, a more gentile audience or a broader audience than just the gentile, than than just the Jews. Apologies, you know this because in Mark's style of writing. Whenever he uses words, words that you should only find in the Aramaic, in the Aramaic language, Mark tended to explain, explain the words when Jesus said talitakum. Mark is the only one who explains and says that meant rise little girl, rise. Okay, so uh, that's, that's the first one you want to note. Mark, like I said, was the first gospel that was written. Um, you see that it has, I think, that's sixteen verses, sixteen sorry, sixteen chapters. But Mark is unusually detailed compared to every other gospel. Mark is on un- you, in fact, the shortest, but the most meticulous. Uh, Mark also writes in story formats. So if you are looking to uh, to you want to share the gospel with your children a story in the gospel of with your children mark is the book for you it is detailed gives you by far more details than what you will find uh, what you will find in the other gospels so we did an harmony of the gospel earlier this year and, and you can go back right here on this podcast to to get it you will see That every time we looked at a story, the same story written in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we got by far more details in the book of Mark. All right, so let's read together this morning. We'll be reading, we'll be commenting, and this will help us in our studies this morning. Mark chapter 1, John the Baptist prepares the way. So this is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Now, let me say right from the bat, there are many, several manuscripts. I have shared the manuscript tradition with us. You can go through the podcast also. Just go through the channel and find out our discussion on the manuscript traditions. There are manuscripts that do not include the Son of God. So what you have here is this is the good news about Jesus. This is the good news about Jesus the Messiah. Okay. But the manuscripts where we translate the New Living Translation says the Son of God. Why was Jesus killed? It was because they said he was claiming to be the Son of God. This is the good news about this is the goodness about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. So one of, strangely, you will notice about the book of Mark is that it, it heavily references the Old Testament. You will see Mark and that's why many people, many scholars agree that even though John Mark is the one writing, this is heavily influenced by Peter. Peter the apostle that was very close to Jesus. There were many things that only Peter Peter james and john saw okay so peter would have had to be the one to give to pass on some of those information to to mark he says it began just as the prophet isaiah had written what did the prophet isaiah write? right he said look i am right i am sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way i am sending my my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way um, of course, you can also find that in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. Clear the road for him. Just turn to Isaiah chapter 40, uh, verse 3, and you will find that right there. He says, he is the voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. We know that this is referring to John the Baptist, right? (laughs) Verse 4 says this messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that God and that preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. They were baptized to show. The baptism was not what saved them. The baptism what was what showed that they had turned to God for forgiveness, right? <laughs> so, all of Judea verse 5, including all the people of Jerusalem went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. When they confessed their sins, it showed that they had confessed their sins by baptizing them in the Jordan River. So if anyone tells you that salvation can be obtained through baptism, they don't know anything, okay? That's not what the scripture preaches to us. Um, asking God for forgiveness and turning to God is one thing. Baptism is something something else. Verse 6 says his clothes, that's John's clothes, were woven from coarse camel air and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food he ate locusts and wild and wild honey. John announced, look at John's announcement, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandal. I baptize you with water I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John is only stating what the prophet Joel had promised in Joel chapter 2. He says that in the last days, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. In the last days in Joel chapter 2, Joel also prophesied that during this time, the end of the ages, the end time would come, okay? So, I baptize you with water, but he, the person coming after after me, whose sander I am not even worthy, okay, to to stoop down like a slave to untie, okay, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Verse 9, one day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, So, John would have been doing this every day. John was baptizing people. But John was looking for someone. John did not know Jesus. Jesus was his cousin. Okay, John was just slightly a few months older than Jesus. John was his cousin. But John did not assume that Jesus, the one he knew growing up as a child, was the Messiah. So, one day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee. And John baptized him in the Jordan River. If you do the harmony of the gospel, you'll see the intriguing story that happened here. John told Jesus, look, I'm the one that should come to you or be baptized by you. How can you be asking me to baptize you? And Jesus said, no, let's fulfill all righteousness. Verse 10, as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. He saw the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. We said that these words are in the book of Isaiah. Okay? They are, in fact, literally word for word are from the book of Isaiah. So right from here, you see Jesus begin, you know, rule out prophecies fulfilling prophecies all all from what the prophets in the old testament prophesied and declared about him verse 12 the spirit then compelled jesus to go into the wilderness where he was tempted by satan for 40 days he was out among the wild animals and angels angels took care of him later on after john was arrested jesus went into galilee where he preached God's good news. He went into Galilee where he preached God's good news or the good news of the kingdom of God. The time promised by God has come at last. If you want to know what that time is, just go and read Joel, Joel the book of Joel, especially Joel chapter 2. The time promised by God has come at last. He announced the kingdom of God is near repent repent uh, of your sins and believe the good news what is the good news the good news is that god has made it possible has made a way for mankind to come back to him to be saved that is the good news that is the good news and it is the good news we preach we do not preach condemnation it is not our duty to go and tell the world that their sins will condemn them, they will perish in their sins. Uh, maybe somewhere there it might come up, but really the, the major part of the good news is to let people know that they don't have to die in their sins. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the first disciples from verse 16. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, this is Simon Peter, and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water for the fish for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. We, When we did the harmony of the gospel, we said this was not the first time that Andrew and Peter met Jesus. Actually, Andrew was the first person to have encountered, being a disciple of John, to have encountered Jesus. And then he came to call Peter. Okay, I'm sure they would have... They were like, maybe they were already following him. Likely they were like one of his followers, his disciples, just going around with him. But this day, Jesus chooses them, sets them apart as the disciples, the disciples or what we would then now call the apostles who will take up this commission with him. He says they left their nets and at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's son James and John in the boats repairing their nets. He called them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. Jesus and his companions went to the towns. The town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority quite unlike the teachers of religious law when you look at the way jesus taught the people it was much different from the way the pharisees and the elders and the teachers of religious law when they teach they simply read and read read what the old testament says the Pentateuch, the book of isaiah and the book of all the other prophets they just read it to the people without any explanation The people could not understand. And so they gave the the interpretation. And much of it was just to turn the word of God upside down. When Jesus showed up on the scene, he taught with real authority. How was he he doing this? He taught them with stories. He taught them with parables. Parables that anyone could relate to. And the people, I'm telling you, for the first time in a long time, They understood the word of God. Hallelujah. See, suddenly, verse 23, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by by an evil spirit cried out, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. The demons knew who he was. Those who killed him said that this is who he claimed he was some people say that Jesus never claimed to be the Son of God. Okay? Very strange. But yeah, it says the demons cried out, you are interfering with us. At this point, Jesus had not cast out any demon, as far as we know in the book of Mark anyway. Okay? All he was doing was he was teaching. And his teachings were interfering because the Bible, verse 22 says the people were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority. His teaching alone was enough to interfere. <laughs> he said, You are interfering with us, to interfere with them. Say, Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him Be quiet, come out of the man, he ordered. At, at that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Amazement gripped the audience. And they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this? What sort of new teaching is this? They asked excitedly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obeyed his orders. Obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. Hallelujah. Alright, so let's try and finish chapter 1, next Jesus heals many people. After Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went to Simon and Andrew's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a eye fever. They told Jesus about her right away. So he went to her bedside, took her by the hand, and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her and she prepared a meal for them. He healed her not by telling the fever to go, he healed her by just holding her hands and raising her up, and the fever left her. That evening after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus, the old town, gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who He was, he did not allow them, he did not allow them to speak. Because they knew who he was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, maybe you hear me referring to this again and again. For those who seek to, to discountenance, to make the word of God our Bible. They want to turn it into a lie. They claim that Jesus never said that he was the son of God. Okay, And if they can prove that. If we agree to that, I'm telling you, that totally destroys everything about the New Testament. Okay, so we must be able to point out right from the scriptures that Jesus says to to everyone who listens to him that he was the Son of God. And we've pointed this out several times. Verse 35 says, Before daybreak, the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray later simon and the others went out to find him when they found him they said everyone is looking for you but jesus replied we must go on to other towns as well Uh, he says we must go on to other towns as well and i will preach and i will preach to them too that is why i came jesus came first of all to to enlighten the people to to be the light that is shining in darkness for all to see and then to give his life as propitiation for the sins of the whole world. That was why Jesus came. Jesus did not come to become a local champion. If what he was interested in was to be popular, he would have just stayed in one location, become very popular, move on to Jerusalem, become very popular there. And I'm sure he would have found his way to Italy, to Rome, where he would have met with the emperor. But... That's chicken change to what he came for. They said, "Jesus." they told him that everybody was looking for him. Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, we must go on to other towns as well. He ran away from popularity because he knew his message. And I will preach to them too. That is why I came. So he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. Next, let's look at Jesus Heals a man with leprosy. And I think this is the last part of chapter 1. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. He said, I don't know why the man said this. They've been bringing several people to him, and he has been healing them and casting out demons from them. So I don't know why this man said, if you are willing. But actually, the truth is, until now, only Elisha had ever healed anyone of, of of leprosy like this. Okay, so maybe the man has a point. This is very rare. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, Be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Instantly, When we read the book of Matthew, we, we, we saw that there were times instantly people were healed. There were times during the same hour people were healed. But here instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. Um, Yes, of course, you can find that in Leviticus chapter 14, right? Yes, take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But the man went, (laughs) this guy was a clown. Let me, let me just say the truth Let's extend by, Let me extend my time for a bit This guy was a clown <laughs> Jesus said "Don't Just go to the priest Go and show yourself Let that be a public testimony The guy said I don't need public testimony When everybody sees that I'm healed It's enough public testimony But the man went and spread the word Proclaiming to everyone what had happened As a result Large crowds soon surrounded Jesus And he couldn't publicly enter a town anywhere he had to stay, <laughs> he had to stay out in the secluded places, but people from everywhere kept coming to him. Amen. I don't know about you, but that was <clears throat> that was interesting. So we see here the Bible said that man said, if you are willing, and Jesus said, Ah, of course I am willing. And I'm saying to someone this morning, Jesus is willing to heal you. The Bible says they brought to him all who were. Who were sick and were possessed by demon, And everyone that was sick, Jesus healed them and cast out every demon. What am I trying to point out? See, everyone who came to Jesus for anything, Jesus healed them. Jesus delivered them. No wonder the Bible says that we should come to him. Those of us who are burdened, carrying every burden. Come to Jesus. Jesus will lighten that burden. So this morning, I'm encouraging somebody to walk every day with Jesus. Hand over your challenges to Jesus. and over your burden. Do you need healing this morning? I want you to pray, Lord, heal me. Heal me. And I pray this morning in the mighty name of Jesus that you are healed. Father, we say thank you in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day